Not all forms of marketing are created equal. To be clear, here in this community, we praise progress over perfection. I am also here to give you the insights and knowledge you need so you can deliver better customer experiences so that you can convert more of the people you want to serve and ensure that more of them thrive when interacting with your brand, products, and services. So in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through the five categories of my inclusive marketing spectrum, something I normally have only previously covered in the curriculum in my course, Inclusive Brain Academy. Today, I'm happy to share that with you. I'll also drop a link to Inclusive Brain Academy in case you'd like to check it out um, and grab it for yourself. The first category on the spectrum is, of course, not where you want to be. The second category is a market improvement, but not really where you want to stay. And the last three categories deliver better experiences overall, with the last two categories being ideal. Now, I do want to note that this spectrum is fluid. As a brand, you may deliver certain experiences that are in one category and others that are part of another. How you serve certain customer groups may appear in one category and how you serve other customer groups could appear in another. The goal here is to open up your awareness so you can make intentional choices about where to focus your efforts and make improvements. The inclusivity spectrum is one of the markers I use as a part of the evaluations I do for my inclusive marketing audits for brands. So if you're interested in having one done for your brand, let me know. I'll drop a link to that in the show notes so you can get more details. All right, after this short break, we'll get into the first categories of my inclusive marketing spectrum. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's Latinx in Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insight from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields. I like listening to this podcast because I like hearing from a broad diversity of voices and hearing from and learning from their experiences. One episode I'm super excited to dive into is the latest one, Lead Generation Journey with Glenville Dixon Jr. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. The first category on the inclusive marketing spectrum is exclusion marketing. Now, there's really not a ton to say about this one. Just know that it is rampant. This is when companies don't take into consideration the fact that consumers have differences and thus they don't accommodate those differences in any way. They cater to the mainstream and only the mainstream. Now, this choice doesn't mean that there is ill intent on behalf of the marketers and business leaders, but the impact on people with differences from underrepresented and underserved communities is real. Brands that exclude will soon learn that it's costing them customers and revenue. So hopefully they'll get hip to the fact that they should be intentional about including more people in their marketing. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction, this form of exclusion may be what you engage in for customer groups you've decided aren't your area of focus. Now, when I describe exclusion marketing, I don't mean that these customers aren't welcome in your business. If they come to you, I'm sure you'll gladly take their money and gladly serve them. 
In most instances, marketing that excludes means the marketing and the customer experiences you deliver don't do anything to acknowledge the specific needs of a group of customers with a shared identity. So for instance, if your marketing does nothing to intentionally include people over the age of 50, they may still be welcoming your business, but it means that all your focus and attention is on customer groups that don't have this identity. Of course, excluding certain groups or not being intentional about including them in some way is your choice to make. Just know that in making this choice, you're likely going to convert a whole lot less people who have this identity. All right, the second category in the inclusive marketing spectrum is what I like to call raise your hand if you're different. All right, so I don't want to rail too hard against this one because in this instance, brands are trying, but the experience they are actually delivering is falling short. And it doesn't make the actual consumer feel good in many instances. And we can all agree that making consumers feel some type of way isn't a good thing. It causes unnecessary friction that could cause them to walk away from you and never look back. So why is this approach something you want to avoid? Because people have different relationships with that thing that makes them different. And sometimes their relationship with what makes them different is fluid. They don't always want to have to bring it up, think about it in a specific moment, or have to let strangers know about their difference to get their needs met. So as marketers and business leaders, if we can avoid making this a part of the customer experience, let's do it. All right, so my favorite example that illustrates this comes from the great Shonda Rhimes from her book, Year of Yes. Here's a clip of Shonda talking about a specific experience she had where basically she was faced with the choice of whether or not to raise her hand to acknowledge that she was different. You tell a story that you kind of dawned on you one day when you were trying to buckle a seatbelt in an airplane and you couldn't. I got on an airplane. I was going to New York from LA and it was like a first class seat. You know, they're bigger. And I was like, this is going to be really comfortable. I got in my seat. I took off my shoes. I pulled out my book. I went to buckle the seatbelt and it wouldn't buckle. And I thought to myself, well, something's wrong with this belt. It's broken. And it wasn't the seatbelt. It was me. And I thought, well, I could get a seatbelt extender. I could ask the airline attendant to give me a seatbelt extender. Or I could die and not have a seatbelt extender. And maybe the plane will crash or I'll fly out of my seat when we take off. And I decided that I would risk it and just fly out of my seat because I wasn't going to say anything. In the book, Shonda goes on to say how she ended up losing 100 pounds. And it's a wonderful story. But her weight loss isn't the point here. The point is, she would rather die than say something to the flight attendant about what she needed. Another example, this is very common at restaurants. As a gluten-free person, I don't feel any shame about being gluten-free, but sometimes I absolutely hate, hate being the person that has to ask all the questions at the restaurant or to have to request a special menu. Sometimes I just want to walk in and order off the main menu without having to ask any questions and just be like everybody else. One other example of this is when someone who speaks another language, and for instance, they're in an area that has a decent percentage of the population who speaks that language. So let's use Spanish, for instance. It can be frustrating for customers to have to go and ask a worker if they speak Spanish. Again, They are having to raise their hand to see if it is possible for them to get what they need. A better option that I've seen in a few places, I think Target was the first place that I saw it, 
they had the workers wear a name tag that said Hablo Español. So it was clear to a customer that this was someone who could help them and they could just approach them, quote unquote, normally without having to ask the question first whether or not the person spoke their language. All right, these two categories on the inclusivity spectrum really isn't where you want to be. Now, I just want to reiterate, though, the raise your hand if you're different is still better than not being inclusive. But if this is where you are, make sure that you're working actively to get to one of these other places with time. So if this is where you are today, just make sure that you put a plan in place to work to move from this category in the spectrum to one of the other three that I will cover after this short break. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Or could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. In a full 360 view of every customer, so your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. All right, so the next three options that I'm going to cover are much better places to be on the inclusivity spectrum. The third category on the inclusivity spectrum is called You've Got Options. This one is definitely a better category to be in than the first two that I mentioned. So in this You've Got Options category, it's when you're acknowledging that people have differences and you provide options to them to self-select what it is they need from you without having to call out to someone, a stranger really, that they are different. For example, at Sprinkles Bakery, which I love, they've got a full range of cupcakes. Most of those cupcakes are not gluten-free. They have two gluten-free cupcakes, red velvet, obviously, which is really the only one that I care about. They've got a vegan cupcake and they've got a sugar-free cupcake. They cater to people with these dietary restrictions by providing them with some options. Those options are limited, but they are options. Those options are clearly labeled, so the customer just has to tell the employee which cupcake they want, and off they go. Walmart recently introduced sensory-friendly hours from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every morning for their stores in the U.S. and Puerto Rico. They do this for their shoppers who have sensory processing disorder, which is common among people with autism, ADHD, PTSD, and dyslexia. Now, that would be an example of a retailer offering the options that accommodate people whose needs are different from others. And one other example of the you've got options category on this inclusivity spectrum, I saw this at a theme park a while ago. The roller coaster had an aisle marked 
for people who have a wider frame and or broader shoulders. So when you're standing in line, you're standing in the long line, and then you get to the place where you're actually about to get in an aisle for the seat that you want to sit in on the roller coaster, you would just go to the one that had it labeled on the overhead sign that this line or this particular seat accommodated people with a broader frame that needed extra space. And the beauty of it was that anyone could get in that line, people who needed the extra space and people who didn't. So the option to self-select what you needed without having to call attention to those needs made it a much more pleasant experience. Okay, so the fourth category on the inclusive marketing spectrum is a good one. This is a place where you should aspire to get to if you aren't here already. And quite frankly, it needs a better name but I'm just gonna work through it for right now. So the name, the label that I have for it right now is Your Normal. Normal, my problem with the name is the word normal. Normal is kind of a weird word because really what is normal anyway? But that's a topic for another day and another episode. But really, sometimes people just don't wanna feel different. They don't wanna have to think about their differences. They just wanna have the same type of experiences with the same number of steps and achieve the same degree of success as everyone else. So anytime a brand can work to acknowledge the ways in which people are different without making them feel different, that's a win. So here are some examples of how some brands have done that successfully. Underwear and shapewear brand Skims makes shopping for undergarments that match your skin tone a seamless experience. If you go to the website and wanted to buy a bra, for instance, there's a large range of shades that make it easy for you to pick the one that matches your skin tone. I'll drop a link to it in the show notes in case you want to see how this works in action. Fenty Beauty has 40 shades of foundation to cover people who have different complexions all over the world. Every shade is covered. No one shade is elevated above the other. A few years ago, retailer Old Navy launched its Bod Equality campaign, which they called a fashion revolution. With this new approach, they removed plus-sized sections from their stores and as a category on their website and put all the clothes together. This way, people didn't have to feel othered by having to go to a different section of the store to find the items that work for them. One other element of their new way of operating is that all sizes and all styles are the same price. So if a size six pair of jeans cost $25, that same style of jean in size 24 would also be $25. Now, it used to be that Old Navy, and this is a common practice for lots of brands, that prices are higher on items for people who don't fit into what is considered to be quote-unquote normal Now, I know this firsthand because a ton of restaurants will charge you extra for gluten-free bread on a hamburger, for instance. So it's kind of, not only are you different, but you've got to pay more for being different, which isn't a good feeling. So feeling like you're normal and you aren't being charged a tax because of your difference is a good thing. I think one of my favorite examples of this whole you're normal part of the inclusive marketing spectrum comes from technology companies. If you buy a new Samsung phone or an iPhone, and you'll see that it is configured to work in so many languages. Same with cars, because the screens that are inside on the dashboard of those cards have words on them, right? And this even works with cameras. The choose your language functionality is already built in. So people who speak Spanish, French, 
Portuguese, Japanese, or Hindi can easily go in and select which language they want to use the product in, and everything changes. This whole language thing works in retail settings as well. About a year ago, Jonathan switched cell phone companies because of the phone that he bought. Now he has a different phone, and I asked him if he wanted to come back to the company that I was on, and maybe we could save with a family plan. He thought about it for a minute and then decided to stay where he was. Why? Because the guy who works in the AT&T store is bilingual, and Jonathan can go into the store without me and ask the questions and get the help he needs because the guy speaks Spanish, and the process is seamless. He doesn't have to go in and ask if someone speaks Spanish and experience that frustration. I remember when I did my MBA internship with a company in Montreal way back when. Montreal, the language is English and French. So whenever you would go shopping, I would go into the stores and the people who were working in the stores, they were bilingual. They spoke both English and French. And so whatever language you spoke to them in, that's the language they spoke back to you in. There was no having to ask, do you speak English? Do you speak French? They just spoke the language, and it was a seamless experience, no matter which of those two languages you were speaking. The key thing here that makes the approach work so well is that it does not center any one identity as normal or right, or even as if it is more profitable or preferred for or by the brand. It just acknowledges that people are different and builds products, services, and experiences accordingly that make the people that they're serving not feel different in any way, shape, or form. Okay, so the last category on the inclusive marketing spectrum is exclusively for you. There are some groups of customers that have very specific needs that make it more difficult to fit into a your normal approach that is designed for a broader group of people. That's why some brands have chosen to serve these customer groups by providing products, services, and experiences that are just for them, that address these unique needs. This strategy and approach works both for building entire companies around, as well as with developing specific products and services as a component of your broader offering. Nike has used this strategy as one piece of their product offering on a few occasions. One is with their Fly East shoe, designed to help you get into and out of your shoe without the need for hands. Now, the shoe and the technology for it were designed specifically to be accessible for people to use no matter their ability and was designed in collaboration with insights from the disability community. Another is with their pro hijab line of performance sportswear for Muslim women athletes who prefer to cover their heads for religious reasons. Hot Hijab, I hope I'm saying that right, is a fashion company that focuses on Muslim women exclusively with their principal products being hijabs, including ones made for sport. They also sell hijab magnets and other accessories. Nubian Skin is a brand dedicated to providing nude hosiery and lingerie for women of color. The founder, Ade Hassan, created the company after struggling to find nude lingerie and hosiery that matched her skin tone. I have totally been there, totally, and it's been a frustrating experience. And on more than one occasion, I've totally, unfortunately, looked a hot mess because I've been caught with hosiery that was not my skin tone of nude. Boom. So, no, in the previous section, I mentioned that Skims takes the your normal approach, making it easy for consumers to select undergarments that fit their skin tone. Now, this Nubian skin example falls into the exclusively for you category because it caters specifically to women of color. 
Some people, particularly those from underrepresented and underserved communities, prefer to buy from people who've catered to them exclusively and, quite frankly, where the people behind the brand share their identity. Sometimes they prefer this than the brands that cater to the masses. So that's just something to take into consideration. And one other example of this exclusively for you strategy is Canyon Bakehouse Gluten-Free, a company that specializes in selling, you guessed it, gluten-free breads that are also free of other common allergens for people. We have a lot of Canyon Bakehouse bread in our home and it is so, so, so good. Now this exclusively for you works for service types businesses as well. Megan Williams is the founder of Black Freelance, an online community that helps freelancers of color thrive. She told me that early on in her own freelance career, she saw the same questions popping up over and over again that were specific to people of color. As a result, mainstream outlets serving freelancers didn't cover those topics. Black Freelance filled that void. And then you also have Shapes and Curves Fitness. These are both gyms that are for women only. So there's a lot of examples of this particular category on the inclusive marketing spectrum to be found out in the wild. So there you have it. Those are the categories on my inclusive marketing spectrum. I'm curious to know where do the products, services, and customer experiences you deliver fall on this spectrum? I'm also curious to know for you as a consumer, which of these do you prefer and are more likely to buy from? Let me know. Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, let's chat. Let's have a conversation on social. I wanna hear your thoughts and your experiences. If you like this show, I would love it, love it, love it if you would leave a rating and review for it in your podcast player of choice. It really does go a long way toward helping more people discover the show. Also, are you getting the Inclusion in Marketing newsletter? Each week I send stories, news, insights, and other goodies to give you what you need to attract and retain a bigger and more diverse customer base. Go to inclusionandmarketing.com slash newsletter to get signed up. I'll also drop a link to it in the show notes for you. Until next time, remember, everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. Let's use our individual and collective power to ensure more people feel like they do. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.